Now, we told you about that strong scent and the air quality. Uh, there is one woman who lives in Mahoning County who's not all that sure that the situation there is safe. We've got another one, another one, and another one. What the hell is going on? That's what we're going to get into today. Let's start off with this as an introduction to the madness and mayhem that we, the American people, are being subject to on our own soil. Even though North Lima is about 10 miles away from East Palestine, Amanda Brashear says when she went to let her dog out last night at about 10 o'clock, the smell made her eyes water. And she also believes it could be why her chickens are now dead. Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. So I walked up to a cage and this this is what I found. Amanda Brashears was going to feed her five hens and rooster this morning when she discovered them all lifeless, practically in the same position with no signs of a predator entering their enclosure. I'm beyond upset and quite panicked. Hello and welcome to the BCP podcast. This is our open source news edition. Now, perhaps some of my city-dwelling and non-agricultural and non-farming uh, or animal friends and family out there are saying, BCP, why are you showing this to us? What, what is this about, James? Well, folks, let me remind you that human beings have been very smart. Ever since we've been mining, what have we been doing? Ever heard of canary in a coal mine? We have been using FOUL as early detection systems of toxins and poisons and gases in the air that would be very dangerous for humans to smell, ingest, or be exposed to. Now do you get why this is an important story? Rashir says her chickens were alive and well yesterday. She believes the smell following the detonation of the train carrying chemicals that derailed in East Palestine is to blame for her bird's sudden death. Ten miles away, ten miles away from that controlled chemical burn. Once again, think canary in a coal mine or in this case, chickens in a cage. My video camera footage shows my chickens were perfectly fine before they started this burn. And as soon as they started the burn, my chickens slowed down and they died. If it can do this to chickens in one night, imagine what it's going to do to us in 20 years. Imagine what it will do to us in 20 years. Uh, bravo to Miss Amanda for getting on the news and bringing this uh, to the attention, not just of those in East Palestine, not just to those in that Ohio area, but to all of us Americans. Folks, we don't have to go and wait 20 years. The effects may be sooner than that. Oh, but don't worry about it. Everything's under control. According to the government, there's really nothing to worry about. Doesn't that give you a sense of calm? Officials have said that the smell wasn't toxic or dangerous, but still advised people in the Mahoning Valley to stay indoors as a precaution. For them to say the air quality is okay, I, I'm calling BS. I'm calling BS along with you, Sister Amanda. Now check this out. 
just so you know, this is all Trump's fault. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, according to Fox News, shifted blame for the recent derailment of a train carrying toxic chemicals in Ohio on the Trump administration for reversing a little-known safety rule. Buttigieg noted that his agency had taken a series of steps to improve rail safety through historic investments, but said it was constrained by the Trump administration action. In 2018, the Department of Transportation withdrew a rule proposed three years earlier requiring trains carrying certain dangerous chemicals to utilize electronically controlled pneumatic brakes, saying that the technology's benefits were inconclusive. In the wake of the East Palestine derailment and impact on hundreds of residents, we're seeing lots of newfound or renewed and welcome interest in our work on rail safety, so I wanted to share more about what we're doing in this area is what Buttigieg tweeted out. We're constrained by law on some areas of rail regulation, like the breaking rule withdrawn by the Trump administration in 2018 because of a law passed by Congress in 2015, but we are using the powers we do have to keep people safe. So it's Trump's fault for a rule that he did in 2018 because of a law that was passed by Congress in 2015 before President Trump was even in the White House. And the blame game continues and continues. By the way, uh, as we have reported here, there is CCTV footage showing that this train was on fire 40 minutes before it was derailed in the same town where they filmed a Netflix movie about a train being derailed with chemicals coming out of it. You can't make this stuff up. Sister Amanda is not going away quietly. I'm going to be taking my birds to the vet to have them examined because if this is their, if this is the cause of their burn, they're being held responsible. You go, Sister Amanda, you go, because you're not the only one. Well, sources say this isn't the only incident like this that they've heard of in the past day, but the Ohio Department of Agriculture says they haven't heard of any problems following that controlled release. There's more to this story than what we're being told, I guarantee you. And we've got more incidents, more incidents, and more incidents. We'll get into that in just a moment. Let me give you an update on other news stories that we've recently covered that are important and interesting. Let's go to the Nikki Haley announcement of her running for president of the United States, putting her as the first opponent to Donald Trump, the 45th president and by far the greatest president of my lifetime, even better than Ronald Wilson Reagan. And here we have Nikki Haley with, I like to speak over you and seem better than any guest I have on, Fox News' Sean Hannity. He did ask her a very good question, a policy question. This was her answer. Where do you see, if you see, policy differences beyond what you mentioned, which are generational differences? What, what specific policy areas would you, would you say part with Donald Trump? Fair question and important question. Why should Republicans, conservatives, and independents vote for you over the eventual Democratic Party nominee who may or may not be Joe Biden? Why should, in the Republican primary, should a Republican vote for Nikki Haley over President Trump 
besides the fact that President Trump is a geriatric uh, running for president and she is a lot younger. What I am saying is I don't kick sideways. I'm kicking forward. Joe Biden is the president. He's the one I'm running against. And what I'm saying is you don't have to be 80 years old to be president. We don't need to have these same people going back again. We need something new. We need a new generation of fighters. We need people that understand whether you're American, your average American is coming from, and we shouldn't be afraid to fight for that. And that's what I'm willing to do. So in other words, Nikki Haley... Like Sean Hannity asked you, besides the age difference and the generational difference, there's no policy differences or any policy that you want to run against President Trump on. You want to run on the age issue. Okay, we see. We see. Now, folks, let me back up a second and give you a fair analysis of this. This is actually a pretty smart move by Nikki Haley. Why does she want to get in the mix over policy with President Trump this early on. But second, it also shows the weakness that she has nothing new to bring to the table except that she is a younger female than the old white guy, Donald John Trump. Once again, if you're new around here, we are a Trump-trained show, and that is why we're getting hammered (laughs) by the powers that be limiting our reach. If you're watching this uh, on YouTube Remember, we bring you real news, not just once, but twice a day. So please hit like, share, and subscribe. The two biggest things you can do on YouTube is hit the like button and share it. And if you're the 10% or so that gets to watch my show that aren't already subscribed, hit the subscribe button. If you're watching this on Spotify or listening to it on the various podcast formats, we're on all the major podcast formats, Apple, Google, Audible, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, etc., etc., Amazon Music, uh, then whatever platform you're on, please hit the follow button. Uh, Don't forget that we have a sister YouTube channel. It's called the BCP Report, where my daughter, Juniorette, reports uh, on the news without any commentary. She just reports on the news. Make sure that you check that out. And we have another show called BCP Unfiltered. It is a show where I go above and beyond what I'm able to share on the YouTube show. That is also available on Spotify in video format, also at bcpextras.com, which is Patreon. Uh, It's also available uh, at uh, therealbcp.com on Locals, and you can listen to it once again on all the major podcasting platforms and formats. All right, folks, I don't do sponsors. That is how we pay the bills around here, letting you know where else you can catch us and you joining us over there as well. Okay, so Nikki Haley, how popular was she? Well, looks, uh, let me show this to you because what, a picture is worth a thousand words? Coming out of South Carolina, Nikki Haley couldn't even crack 2,000 live viewers for her announcement speech. And then this, Screenshot, live from Charleston, Nikki Haley makes a special announcement. She had 1,836 people watching when she started her live stream announcing her presidency. Uh, By the way, to put it into perspective, I have had several thousand people on a midnight live stream on those occasions in which I do the midnight show where we do a live stream here on YouTube. 
We've had as much as I think four or 5,000 uh, at the height of the show. But even regularly, even with our uh, on YouTube channel being attacked and suppressed, we have over a thousand people at midnight Pacific Standard Time, Mountain Standard Time. So the wee hours of the morning, Eastern Standard Time for a live stream, which usually we give you like a 20 minute to half an hour heads up before we even do it. Putting it in perspective, but it's not about me, folks. I'm just showing you that I'm a small fry, like literally I'm 5'3". Uh, but in the in the world of politics, I you would think barely blip on the radar. But she's running against President Trump, who in his uh, let's see uh, rally back on January fifteenth, twenty twenty two, had four hundred nineteen thousand viewers, and the year before that, over three hundred thousand viewers uh, just on Rumble and Right Side broadcasting for uh, his rallies. This is after him not even being in the White House. So like I said yesterday, we're going to have rally uh, Trump rally season starting up uh, fairly soon. And uh, I look forward to that. I will be at uh, some of those rallies. Look forward to meeting you. I like uh, what Marjorie Taylor Greene had to say uh, about Nikki Haley, which we'll get to in a second. But let me just uh, get back to this last part I want to share with you of Nikki Haley talking to Sean Hannity. This is going to be her catchphrase. I'm telling you, this is going to be her catchphrase from now until, I don't know, whenever she deems it appropriate, maybe closer to the primaries, this is how she is going to dodge policy questions or comparisons to her and Donald Trump. I'm not going to kick sideways. I don't have time for that. That's not my focus. I'm kicking forward. It's all about Joe Biden, and it's all about the people in America winning again. People in America winning again. What would that be? Power? Power. <laughs> People in America winning again doesn't quite have the same ring as, I don't know, MAGA? I'm not saying that she's uh, uh, saying power, but it seems like this may be her thing. People in America winning again. I'm not going to kick sideways. I'm going to kick forward. Well, she won't talk about policy, but here's someone who has exposed her and her policy. Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeting out, Nikki Haley is just another George or Jeb Bush. She is weak on the border, doesn't want a wall, claimed legal immigrants are more patriotic than most Americans these days, and she defended Obama when President Trump criticized his terrible open borders policy. And Nikki Haley refused to support uh, bills to protect children. If we wanted a Bush in heels, Republicans would vote for Liz Cheney. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, that's a good one. MTG, that is a good one. So we've got Marjorie Taylor Greene pointing out here that a major policy difference between Nikki Haley and President Trump is strength on the border. And that is a huge issue, not just on border states, but because of the open border, globalist, ridiculous policies of Joe Biden and his minion, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, who is looking at a very imminent impeachment from what all news and insiders are indicating. Because of this, every state has become a border state. So if we wanted a Bush in heels, Republicans would vote for Liz Cheney. Classic Marjorie Taylor Greene tweet. So folks, let me tell you, we have another one. Today, Thursday, February 16th, there was another train derailment in Van Buren, Michigan, 
at least six rail cars were off the track. Uh, a local Detroit uh, 4 had some uh, aerial footage of this, but check this out. This was what's being reported. I'm looking at the local press, WXYZ. The Van Buren Township Fire Department confirms that a train derailed near, near Huron River Drive this morning. Chopper video shows at least six cars off the track. Officials say only one car in the train was carrying hazardous materials, which is reportedly showing no sign of leaking or damage. The fire department says the derailment is causing traffic issues, but poses no danger to the public at this time. Wait a minute, folks. Wait a minute. Uh, Huron River Drive this morning in Michigan. Didn't we have another incident? Oh, I don't know. A UFO or an unidentified aerial object shot down in the Great Lakes area of Michigan just recently? Jessica Jessica Dink, I'm sure. Oh, the train was carrying hazardous materials, but there's no signs or of leakage or damage. Everything is okay. Move along, move along. They've quickly assessed this and telling people not to worry because, of course, we can trust the government to keep us safe. Congressman Debbie Dingle released a statement regarding the derailment. My team and I have been in touch with Supervisor Kevin McNamara, the Van Buren Fire Department, and local officials regarding the train derailment in Van Buren Township. We are also in touch with the relevant federal authorities, including the EPA. At this time, no one is aware of the release of any hazardous materials. The car carrying hazardous materials has been put upright and is being removed from the area of the other derailed cars. And EPA is dispatching a team to ensure public safety. We will continue to monitor the situation very closely and remain in touch with federal, state, and local uh, cover-uppers and release additional information as it becomes convenient for us to release to the public. That's my take on it. Folks, What all these events, we have another one and another one and another one. I'll get to that in a second. But what, what could they... What could these news items possibly be distracting us from? Well, we are aware that we found out yesterday that FBI agents searched the, the University of Delaware at least twice in connection with the investigation into Joe Biden and the, let's call them what they are, stolen classified documents. That's right. The FBI searched the University of Delaware with the consent of Joe Biden's lawyers in recent weeks. We're now finding out. And this is, believe it or not, man, this is coming from CNN. And the outlet CNN is saying that the FBI agents actually seized materials from two university locations. Here's here's CNN reporting. The FBI has conducted two searches at the University of Delaware in connection with the investigation into Joe Biden's handling of classified documents, a source familiar with the investigation told CNN. Their previously undisclosed searches were conducted in recent weeks with the consent and cooperation of the president's legal team, the source said. Of course... These are the same people that raided President Trump, who was cooperating with the National Archives. President Trump having right to classify documents. Joe Biden, as vice president and senator, never having rights to have documents outside of a skiff. Definitely not after being vice president. Definitely not the universities, which are funded by China after he sets up the Biden UPenn Center in the University of Pennsylvania and the Biden Institute at the University of Delaware. But nothing to see here, folks, of course, because this is all Russian disinformation, or so they say. The library at the University of Delaware, Biden's alma mater, is a home to an extensive collection of papers from the present time in the Senate, according to its website. And 
the great senator out of Texas, uh, Ted Cruz, has done a whole expose on why the FBI and others should go in and seize and search the 1,850 boxes of vice president documents at this said center in the University of Delaware. Investigators retrieved materials from the two university locations on two different days. The material did not appear to have classified markings, according to the source, but they are now being reviewed by the FBI. They examined two separate batches of documents during the searches, an archive of materials from Biden's time in the U.S. Senate, and documents that Biden sent to the university in recent years. Well, let's not forget that the FBI also searched Joe Biden's Wilmington and Rehoboth Beach homes, looking for classified documents. They also conducted a search of the Biden uh, Penn Biden Center in D.C., and we have uh, multiple lies from, oh, uh, what's his uh, spokesman's uh, name? Ian Sams. We've got things coming from uh, Katrina, uh, 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 Kareen Jean-Pierre, excuse me. Joe Biden takes classified documents seriously. And I saw on one of the comments or a tweet or something, yes, Joe Biden takes doc- uh, classified documents, period. Seriously, period. Okay, folks, but we've got another one. We've got another issue with air quality. We've got a massive fire breaking out in Kissimmee, Florida, in a nursery uh, supplies warehouse today, Thursday. Approximately two acres of plastic planters were set ablaze before spreading to five acres. Local citizens with breathing disorders are being told to stay inside. So now we're shifting away our focus from Ohio and air quality. We got something now in Michigan. Who knows what that's all about? Oh, but over here in Florida, a red state, we now have a fire with possible uh, damage to the air, most likely damage to the air. Firefighters are working to protect the nursery in Kissimmee after a massive fire nearby broke out early Thursday morning. Uh, According to fire officials, a call came in around 2 a.m. about the fire burning behind nursery uh, supplies. The nursery itself was on fire, but it was evacuated because workers were inside. The flames are reportedly two stories high. Hmm. Just a coinkydink, I'm sure. Oh, also, we've got Joe Biden saying that we should have limits on rifles and assault rifles. And in another red state, we have a shooting inside an El uh, El Paso mall yesterday, leaving at least one dead and three wounded. Uh, There may be updates to this story. A person was killed and three others were injured in a shooting uh, Wednesday evening inside Cielo Vista Mall, El Paso, police confirmed. El Paso, of course, being a border city with an open, porous border, thanks to the aforementioned uh, several times treasonous, traitorous rat bastard known as Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., and his Cuban-born open border policy-loving globalist, Alejandro Mayorkas, who I hope very, very shortly they bring impeachment charges against him. Oh, but let's go, uh, let's continue with Texas. I mean, really, folks, what's going on? We have reports of loud explosions in Mission, Texas, that are being investigated by multiple agencies. This is after a meteor was spotted in the area. Oh, so we've got... Fires, mayhem, blowing up, dying. Oh, and by the way, Joe Biden had a whole bunch of documents secretly taken out by the government as a quietly, with the cooperation of Biden's 
lawyers continue investigating him for a crime way worse than Trump, but he wasn't raided. Two aircraft reportedly sighted a meteor west of McAllen, Texas, shortly before residents reported hearing a loud explosion and feeling the ground shake. So now we've got more aerial events. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. All the time we're shooting stuff out of the sky or stuff is falling out of the sky and causing flames and loud explosions. Uh, So, sorry. It looks like the picture here shows that it was flaming across the sky and it caused booms. Citizens in the area called 911 saying they felt the earth shake. What a dink! And of course, we have the tragic news yesterday of a military helicopter crashing on a highway in Alabama, killing everyone aboard. All that in just the last 24 hours. When we see so much madness, mayhem, murder happening, folks jump to different conclusions. Or they have their suspicions, and I will outline them for you. You can take your pick. Or maybe, like everything else in life, it's a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more complicated, and perhaps it is a combination of all of the above. A, these are just events that just happen to happen all around the same time. B, some of these events are not natural in their occurrence, aren't organic, and perhaps were pre-planned or used C as a distraction from what's really going on. Or D, they are trying to usher in an agenda which necessitates mass mayhem and worry and the breakdown of our normal way of living. And let me end with this last clip. I covered yesterday Elon Musk talking at the World Government Summit. Let me just play you just a snippet, a clip here from a panel discussion at the World Government Summit about what is needed for a world order transformation to happen. And tell me if this doesn't at least give credence to the idea of why we see all of these massive shocking events happening all at the same time. How, how is this transition going to happen? I mean, I, I agree, totally agree that the world order, the way it is built today, doesn't make any sense. That is, it's not in line with the economic powers. To me, the big question is, so how we are going to go through this transform? It has to be, it cannot be gradual. It has to be, has to be driven by a, part, for, by a certain shock. Their world order, he is correct, is driven by a certain shock or a series of very timed, very close together shocks to food, to safety, to sovereignty, to laws, to order, to everything. If one shock is powerful, how powerful are multiple back-to-back shocks to all parts of American life and American institutions? Have to be driven by a, part for, by a certain shock that will happen. 
So now we will reconsider this entire. No, so if your question is that this period could be turbulent, could have violence, yes. could have conflicts, we are already living it. We have lost people. Now, how much more bloodshed do we need to understand that the, the transition is upon us? Murder, mayhem, madness throughout the world. But let's bring it back to the United States. How much more of this craziness do we have to see in front of us to realize that they are trying to transition us into their world order right before our eyes? Only you can answer that question, but I remain firmly wearing my tinfoil hat because what we're seeing before us is by design to destroy the America that we know and love. What are your thoughts? If you're on a platform where I can read your comments, please put it down below. We'll be back, folks. Don't forget to check out our other shows. Links to everything are down below either in a description description box on YouTube, on the first pinned comment, or in the show notes if you're listening to this in podcast format. We'll be back later today with more reporting. Until then, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Thank you for watching Open Source News. Please like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you don't miss a thing. Have a blessed day.